to Dublin Dragon Radio. I'm your host, Emma Wieschak. I'm here with my special guest, Lisa Randolph. And she has this wonderful writer's group for women over 45. Yes, yes. Women full of wisdom, I tell you. It's so exciting. Yes, it's a masterminds group. And how many writers actually start over the age of 40 writing their first novel? We find this more and more today but where do they go? We want them to come to us, Melissa. We want you to come to us. Um, what we have found with a lot of the ladies, and uh, I'll just back up a little bit. Mm -hmm. The way that this whole writer's mastermind was birthed was um, through a platform that I am a co-founder of called Take Flight Summits. And it is specifically to give women age 45 and over a place to, uh, to really uh, amplify their voice and to be heard and to come together with other women just like them. Because what I was hearing was that a lot of women in that age demographic were feeling irrelevant or invisible to society. So this uh, was created and we have a podcast for women in that age demographic a writer's group, which was birthed out of our virtual mini summits. Um, so what we did is we have a topic called leaving your legacy. And Melissa and you guys, we broke this into two parts. One was about leaving your legacy through uh, volunteering, you know, and giving back to the community. And then we had another uh, two part to that, which was leaving your legacy through writing your story. And just the the excitement about it and just the emotion behind it of the people that attended and we had a panel and so many people said they had tried so many times to write a book and they just got stuck or they've always wanted to they had the story in their heart they just didn't know how to get it out where to start um, and they didn't have that accountability so out of that session that's where uh, the take flight legacy writers mastermind group was birthed and it has just been, it has been such an amazing, amazing, amazing experience. We, we just uh, wrapped up our first uh, mastermind group. Yay. Yay. So, you know, we know that it works and we're wrapping up for our next one in June of this year. That will be wonderful. I mean, okay. So we have a couple of different things going on. We have our beautiful women that yeah. society says, you know, you're 45 years old, you don't really do anything for society. Well, that's not true. Oh, yeah. That is 100% not true. Not true. That is not true. No. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know who invented that trademark, but you, they need to go back under a rock somewhere. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but for how many years that we hear this for my moms, our grandmas, our great grandmothers, you know, you go to a certain age, you're an old maid, you're not worth anything to society anymore. Well, now we're taking that and throwing it away and bringing the knowledge that these women have to the forefront. Absolutely. You know, so like you say, we're throwing that away. You know, Melissa, well, we're, we're flipping the script. We're mm -hmm. like, we are relevant. We have so much wisdom and knowledge to share. We have stories. We have pains to share, revelations, um, joys. So, uh, you know, you can't kick us to the curb because we're here to stay, you yeah. know? 
And those stories are so rich and they have to be told. And that's why we, we made it part of the legacy mm-hmm. track because you know once it's all said and done, all you have left is the story that you can share with other people. Other people can benefit from your journey. And so that's why this was so important. It yeah. is. I mean, if you go back to those who were around the 1930s, listen to the mm-hmm. stories, listen to what they overcame to be here today. We don't have very many in that age group today still with us. But if we do, we need to listen to the stories. We have the Great Depression. We have World War II. We have post-World War II. We have Vietnam. We have the Industrial Revolution. We have women's suffrage. How many things did these women live through to get us here today? We need their stories. Absolutely. And you bring up a, a good point. You know, we need their stories, Melissa. And there again, that's part of the reason this, this uh, mastermind group was formed, but we have the younger ladies mm-hmm. that need our stories. Exactly. You know, I can't tell you how many um, younger women, you know, especially, you know, 20s, 30s or whatever, they've come to me. First of all, they're like, I love what you're doing with Take Flight. And a lot of them are like, I can't wait to be in that age demographic so I can, I can join. <laughs> I said, honey, just keep living. You'll get there. You know, yeah, yeah, just keep living. But right now we support you in any way, but they see the value in what we have to say as women in our forties and fifties and sixties and beyond, you know, we all have our wisdom. We've all been where these 20 year olds have been Mm -hmm. and we've conquered our demons, whatever they may be and gotten to the point where we have stories to share. We didn't just sit back and shut up. Now we have to write them down and share them so we can lead our 20 year olds. Absolutely, absolutely. And you know, if anything, I think that this last two years has really shown us that life is so precious and so fleeting Mm -hmm. and that you have to share your journey with other people because you honestly you just don't know you know uh when it's over no you don't you have i was just doing a radio show a couple days ago we don't know Mm -hmm. when the train's gonna stop when we have to get Mm -hmm. off it could be when we're 20 it could be when we're 110 we don't have a stopwatch in front of us that says this is when you're going to expire and that's what you have to look for that's right every day is a gift if you look at every day as a gift now you embrace that gift absolutely you know and i'll take it even further every every second is a gift you know i mean be intentional with every second that that you're blessed with you know for, for those of you that are listening so i mean really live your life intentionally and that's uh and part of that, we hope, is writing your stories because mm-hmm. everybody has a story to share. And uh, I mean, you know, even people who are in their 20s, you know, they, they at one time were 10 or 12 and they've lived a life where they can share with the younger generation. So, you know, there's always that generation that's younger than you that you can bless with what you have been through. And you do that through writing. You do. But then you take your writing one step further do you publish or do you keep it just for the family Ooh, good point good point 
You bring up a, a good point because everybody's reason for writing is different. Mm -hmm. So you need to really ask yourself what your why is, right? As you're writing this book, is it to inspire the masses or a certain market? Is it a, a you know, a how-to book or a, a memoir or is it self-help, whatever it is? Or is it just like you're talking about, Melissa, to just share with your family, right? I, I met a lady, um, it's funny you brought that up, and we were talking, I, I talked to her on the phone and uh, she was having some questions about, you know, writing her book. And she, she shared her book with me and she said, I just want this book to be for my grandkids to read, just my knowledge and my mm -hmm. wisdom and little nuggets that I wanna share with them when I'm gone. And she, she read that book to me, you guys, Melissa, she read that book and I was just like, on the edge of my seat. I was just in tears. It was just these little nuggets, these little, you know, parables, do this, do that. And I'm thinking so many people could benefit Perfect. from what you just said, but you know what? That wasn't her, her why. Mm -hmm. She just wanted it for her family. So you bring up a very valid point. She said, maybe eventually she might do that, but that was her why. And uh, whew, it was powerful. I know I have this one author. She's in the upper age bracket, over mm -hmm. 50. Mm -hmm. And we just published her cookbook with everything mm. she made, all of her recipes going back to the 70s to now. Nice. And she's making volume two. It's gonna be just for, when we started this, just for her family to have a copy and print. Then she sat down with her family and they're like, if you're gonna have it one book printed, you mm -hmm. might as well sell it. Mm -hmm. So she changed her mind. They talked her into it. They talked yeah. her into it. And imagine how many people are going to be able to experience those yummy recipes. Talking about soul food, you know? It is. Food it's, with love from mm -hmm. her. You right. Know? It's not gourmet cooking. It's, you know, how to make a pasta, you know, out of dough, actually making a pasta. It's, <laughs> <laughs> I know how to do this because I have a background in culinary arts. My daughter wow. to make a pasta. If mommy's not there, she won't be able to do it. Yeah, I call making a pasta, putting some pot, some noodles in the pot and letting them boil. So I mean that right there to learn how to make it from scratch. Mm -hmm. That is love. Yeah, yeah, it is love. And her book is made for love. So mm -hmm. that's what she wanted for her book. You know, she wanted to share her love of cooking to mm -hmm. her family. And her family flipped it and said, no, you're going to sell it. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, and she's like, what am I going to, how am I going to do that? You know, and that's when yeah. she comes to you. <laughs> right. There are people out there for everything under the sun. You just have to be able to network and connect. And right Absolutely. now we're just trying to get the words onto the paper because yes. this demographic has so many stories that need to be told. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But you know what? Um, there are so many, and that's the thing, because of all of the years of living mm -hmm. and just so many experiences, what you find is that, um, I, I know we just finished with this writer's group, you start going down a rabbit hole because you have lived so long and you have so many different things that have happened to you that you have to kind of reel it in and realize that you have more than one book inside of you. You don't have to tell everything at one time, right? It's like, right. what is this we're going to focus on? And then I can stick a pen in this over here and that'll be my next book. So yeah, it's called the, one. 
Yeah, it's called the writing bug. When you get bit by it, you realize you don't have just one story in your yes. heart. You have a whole library that is exactly. eager to get out. Exactly, exactly. And it might not be just one genre. It, it might be different genres as you go along. You know, you might yeah. go, I'm going to try a children's book, you know? Exactly. It could uh, be a cookbook, a children's book, a yeah. how-to book. It could be your memoir. It could be a romance novel. Who knows yes. what you have in your heart until you start writing it? Yeah. And you have to start. That's the thing. You have to start. And, and the thing with that is it doesn't have to be perfect. Just, I mean, even if you just say, I'm going to write, you know, for five minutes a day or, or, you know, an hour a week, whatever that looks like, just start, just start writing and uh, don't edit, just, just write from the heart. Yeah. I think of Stephen King and I love this quote from him. Your first draft is garbage anyways. So right. just, <laughs> sometimes the second, third are too. <laughs> But your first draft is just draft. It's just to get your ideas on paper. It's not going to be perfect. It's not going to be pretty. And you're going to have to go back and revise this probably about a hundred times before you get a good working draft. That's not the point. The point is getting the words from your mind, from your heart to the paper. Yes, absolutely. Y'all, that's a good nugget right there. Here you go. Get it out of here and out of here and get it in, in on paper because once you do that, it's, it's, it's official, right? So it's into the world, you know, you have manifested this, you, you put it out there. So now you just continue that journey. Right. It doesn't, and don't let your family be a naysayer <laughs> saying they can't write it. I have family members that told my grandmother, she's not allowed to write her memoir. Why? It's her memoir. Yeah. It's her life story. It has nothing to do with them. But they told her she's not allowed to do it. What did grandma say? We're working on it. And we're going to make a fictional story out of her memoir. We're going to change just enough of it so it's fiction. Maybe they didn't want her to write it because she was going to tell the truth about them. You know how family is. (laughs) Oh, there's a lot of... A lot of skeletons there that could be dancing around the parade in front of people. <laughs> but that wasn't the point. Her yeah. memoir is growing up in the 1930s in West Virginia. There's some stories there. Yeah. It had nothing to do with anything now. It was growing up in West Virginia in the 30s. Wow. You know, and it, isn't that something? It's like you said, that's her journey. But, mm-hmm. you know family members, friends, whoever, all of that, they're, they're going to want to dictate mm-hmm. where you go with this. Yeah. But, yeah. It's okay. We can always take and change the family members' names <laughs> as a publisher. We can always change the location and we can always make the dates just a little bit wrong. There you go. I'll fuck by about a year or two, yeah. <laughs> a few months. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You can change it just enough where you can say, this is a work of fiction. And then, then whoever the naysayers are, they can't do anything because it falls under the title of fiction. Ooh, that's a good chess strategy move right there, right there. (laughs) My grandfather taught me chess very well. (laughs) 
you know, once you learn how to play chess, you can kind of maneuver everything else. I, I, I encourage all of you to learn how to play chess because there's some strategy in there. And, and women playing chess are always <laughs> going to be better than men because we always think 10 steps ahead. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's why we have Queen Gambit. Did you did you ever watch that show? Mm -hmm. You guys just hooked. I mean, just yeah. get you hooked, you yeah. know, and uh, yeah, but but. You know, I, I love that strategy about writing the book. Just just tweak it a little bit. Like you said, if if you don't want people to get upset, just make that little tweak and then it becomes a fictional book. Exactly. You don't have to publish. If you're going to go down the road of being in the rabbit hole of publishing mm -hmm. and there's like six different steps before you get there. But if you're going to go that route and you have the naysayers in your family, in your network of friends, of whatever is going on in your life just tweak it absolutely absolutely and i'm glad you said that um i i had one lady that uh she had that same concern about family members mm -hmm. and <clears throat> it was really around her her ex-husband mm -hmm. so you know some things had happened uh and she's like and they have kids right so right. she had to really think through that and she said you guys she said do you think i should tell the truth because I don't want my kids to think bad about their dad. And we're like, it's your truth. Mm -hmm. well, it happened to you mm -hmm. and her kids are, they're grown. And, uh, but that's your truth. And how, first of all, how your ex accepts that, it has nothing to do with him because if he didn't, if he didn't want you telling that story, he wouldn't have done whatever it was in the first place. Mm -hmm. You would have been able to tell a different story. Yes. So, yeah. So you write your truth, change the names, and you put a little thing in your acknowledgements at the beginning of the book, regardless if you publish it or just keep it for the family, mm -hmm. the names have been changed in the locations to protect the names of the innocents. Yes. That's yes. all you have to do. That's a disclaimer. It's a work of fiction, sort of, but it's based on truth. And as long as the it's your truth, it's your story. No one can say how to make the story. Absolutely, absolutely. If, if you wanna write a fiction novel and have horrible grammar, spelling, punctuation, because it plays into a bigger meaning later on, put a disclaimer in there and move on. If your naysayers are nitpicking about grammar and spelling, is that really all they're nitpicking about? It's not that big of a deal. Right, right. And you do find that with a lot of people. It's almost like some people read a book just to find the, the uh, errors or the mm -hmm. grammar, the grammatical, you know, uh, mistakes. You know, some people, some people are like that. So they're, they're missing the beauty of the book if you, if you really think about that. But as a writer, as a first time writer, just put it on the back burner. Don't get not held up on these little tiny tidbits. It comes with the territory mm -hmm. and you just move on. You've been through probably a whole lot worse than someone saying your grammar is bad. Absolutely. And that's what editors are for. <laughs> so they go through it, you put it down on the paper mm -hmm. and that's what your you know developmental and your uh, grammatical editors, they'll go through that. Mm -hmm. And, you know, your purpose is to get everything out of you, right? Because this goes through so many stages, you know, it's going to be handed off to so many different people once you 
actually get that story down right. you know, on paper. Right, there's six different steps publishing. And right now we're just focusing on the first step of writing your story. Your, we, I want to read your stories. How much can I benefit and teach my daughter because you put something on paper? That's right, absolutely. And then there again, if you have, you know what happens to Melissa is a lot of people think my, my story's already been told by somebody else, you know, because it might be the same topic or whatever. Mm -hmm. Nobody can tell your life story like you, even if it is around the same subject or, mm -hmm. you know, let's stay with cookbook. You, you know, it, if it is, uh, you know, a, um, a cookbook with, uh, you know, a vegan cookbook, let's say, you can't say so-and-so wrote a vegan cookbook. There are like 30 of them out there. So I don't, I don't need to write one your experience and the way you share that story is going to be totally different than the way that they share it and your audiences might be different. And then also some people are going to resonate with your book, whereas they won't resonate with somebody else. So right. you yeah. might have a killer recipe for a cheesecake that yeah. no one thought to fold in the whatever instead of mis mixing it in just by the verbiage that you use it may put a light bulb off and you may have the next gourmet cheesecake. Exactly, because you folded it in instead of whipping it, so. <laughs> <laughs> it, it all depends on what you write, it's your story. It, that's why we have these workshops with Lisa to yeah. get your story out there. Yes, and there, it, it, you know, here, here's the thing and you're going to get frustrated along the way. You're going to want to quit about 10, 11, 12, 30 times. Oh, yeah. You know, that that's all part of it too. And uh, that is another reason that this group was formed because we build accountability in there. You know, I can't tell you how many times I heard, I quit. It's like, okay, yeah, you don't, know. <laughs> I, I can't tell you when I was writing my first book, how many times I said, I'm done. I'm not exactly. writing another word. I went from <laughs> 180 pages in the first draft to almost 400 in the final. Right. And there's like 60 times I said, I'm done. I'm not writing the more. I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And I have 17 books out. So I can tell you, it's, it, it happens to every one of us. It does. It does. It's, you know, and uh, you probably took that 400 page book, you know, and ended up breaking it up into some of the 17, you know, but you don't know all of that until mm -hmm. you go along, you know, that's where it's like, you might have 600 page. You're like, I have so many things. I might have 600 pages, but what might happen is that 600 pages can turn into five books, you mm -hmm. know, you, you never know. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm sitting here. I have, this is a draft version of my newest book. Ah. And and this was birded from the first book. There you go. And this is a completely different series. So it does happen that your story will take turns and left turns and right turns and squiggles and turn into a ball of mess. But in that ball is like six mm -hmm. stories. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. And so you just peel them back, you just dig in and which one belongs in this first book. Right. 
which characters are saying, okay, I need to be here. And it doesn't matter if it's a fiction or nonfiction, your characters will still talk to you. Mm-hmm. And you go, okay, this is this book. This is that book. Is this my self-help book? Is this my, I'm leaving this for my grandkids? Am I rating, doing this because yes. it's my journal and I want to take everything from my journal and just put it into one cohesive book? which we have done, but it's all up to you. Exactly, exactly. And I think that that's what people need to realize. You know, you guys, you need to realize it is about you. It's up to you, you're writing for you, even though, you know, you're putting it out there for other people to read, to benefit from, um, to impact their lives. It's really about you doing this for yourself, right? This is your gift to yourself as well right it's not a gift to me you're not gifting me your book you're writing this book because it's for you you have a story to tell it's only up to you to tell it Mm -hmm. absolutely absolutely so that's the beauty of it and once you get started and I think also the thing is is people think that they have to have a long book I've seen some books that are you know 20 pages 30 pages um, and they think that their chapters have to be long. Some people have one page, one page in a chapter. Mm-hmm. I'm notorious for that. <laughs> Next, I mean, you, you, and if it makes sense, do mm-hmm. that. So right. don't think you have to sit there and write this big gone with the wind thing or anything like that. There is no right or wrong Mm-mm. way to write a book. There's Mm-mm. no right or wrong way to tell your story. It's mm-hmm. up to you. That's the beauty of art. It's up to you. It's not up to, am I selling this to the masses? What do those masses want? If you're doing it for that, why? Stop. Put your pen down. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> you're doing it wrong. <laughs> because, because, you know, once you get to that point where it does come to selling, that's a, that's a whole different animal right there. You know, as mm-hmm. Melissa talked about, you got the book, you got the thing. Uh, now what? Right. Now you have to market it. So, right. and who knows, you might only sell five of them, but you got it out of you. Mm-hmm. Those people are going to benefit from it. And it's going to open up a whole new world of other opportunities for you. Correct. It's not about selling the book. That's yeah. just a byproduct of your writing. Exactly. Exactly. I've had authors go, I'm going to sell this book and it's going to be a New York bestseller. And it's my first book I've ever wrote. Great. I wish you well. What's your marketing plan? How much is your marketing budget? And how much can I spend to promote you? (laughs) Oh, I didn't think about that. (laughs) Yeah. Until you can answer that. Let's bring come back down to earth here a little bit. And let's start at the beginning. Exactly. And that is part of it. You know what you mentioned, Melissa, how, how much do you have set aside for marketing? Because I think people just think once the book is written, mm-hmm. that's it. But there are so many components to it. You know, you got you got the manuscript, then you have to get the editing. Are you going to pu- self-publish? Are you going to publish with somebody like Melissa? I mean, there's so many questions to be answered. And those are some of the things that we do flesh out uh, in the in the course. And and that's a wonderful thing because there's six steps of publishing. First off is getting wrote. Then there's, do I Mm self-publish? Do I go with the publisher? 
depending on how you break that down is how much money you're going to need. Yes. And yes. it, it's, it depends just because if you self-publish goes with a small press, you still have to pay for editing. You still have to pay for marketing. You may have to pay for a cover designer. If you self-publish, if you have a publisher, they may do your cover for free. It just depends. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of questions there that you have to network and be in a group to have them answered. Yes, absolutely. And that's something that a lot of aspiring authors don't think about. Like you said, they just think about getting the book out there, which that's important. That's the important part, because if mm -hmm. you don't get that done, none of, the, none of the rest matters, right? Right. But you need to know what all of this is going to entail. You know, so once you get that book out there, you do. And that's one of the things we do. We bring in uh, what we call master experts to talk about self-publishing versus publishing. You know, how to design your book cover, mm -hmm. um, marketing, marketing through virtual uh, mm -hmm. book tours. So just various aspects of, of uh, what it takes to, to get the book done. Right. And, you have your writer's there. retreats. Yeah. You have your writer's groups. You have your meeting yeah. greets. You have your author book signings. You have a group book signing. There's different aspects to being an yes. author and they all cost money. Yes, they do. It so doesn't once you get matter. the book written, you got you still have money on top of that. Yeah. Being an author is like being an artist, but at the same time, it's also a business. You have to take money to make the money. And until you are making money, positive cash flow in any business, it doesn't make sense. Absolutely. Absolutely. So if, if you're wanting this book to be something that you know, you can print so many of them and sell them at trade shows or wh whatever, whatever reason that you're printing them for to promote your, your business, you're going to have to put money into it. It's just, a, you know, it, in that regards, Melissa, right? It's almost like a marketing tool for your business. Exactly. And I know that's what a lot of people, they're, um, they're pushing that right now. I mean, I can't tell you how many emails I get from, you know, hey, you're a coach. Do you have a book? You know, so that you can, I mean, there are so many people out there right now that are just trying to get yeah. coaches to have books to promote their business. Yeah, is do you, if you have, if this is another thing, if you're a coach of anything, they want you mm -hmm. to have a book to go along with your program so you can promote both right. with your program. Well, sometimes being a coach doesn't just go into a book. Sometimes it's a workbook and says, here, I don't ever want to see the answers from you, but this is for you to do. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I wrote a book like that. You know, one of my books is a, a how to, you know, you're going to map, you're going to map out your journey as an entrepreneur. Mm -hmm. And you're going to do that going through these chapters, but I'm going to tell you a little bit about my journey and how that all unfolded. And then you're going to fill out these templates and create your own map, you know, for your business. So it's, it's, it's exactly what you're talking about. See, I do the same thing, but for motivation. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So it was for self-love and, you know, find your in yourself. Are you happy? What's making you happy? Mm -hmm. And it's, it'll be out later this year. But at the same time, Good. it's the same thing. You have to get the pa paper. Don't just look at the blank page. Get the dots on the paper and then go forward. Anything you do, if you're an entrepreneur, a business, a coach, anything, it starts with putting your idea on the paper. 
and then we're talking about everything else because <laughs> there's so much more to talk about. Exactly. And that's why when you get halfway in the middle, you go, I quit <laughs> because you think I'm halfway there or I'm almost there. It's like, well, no, you have these other things that you need to think about. And that's why you need somebody to hold you accountable, you know, say no, no. <laughs> so are you taking new clients on for this one that's finishing in June or are you scheduling? How is, how is we that? We are, work? we are actually the, the site is up and people can go and start registering now. Um, we just, like I said, we just wrapped up the first one. So people can start registering um, and it begins on June 7th. Awesome. See, so we're real excited. And we'll probably, we're going to probably do a webinar too just to kind of talk about the, you know, what it is, mm -hmm. um, what, what's entailed and things like that. So that's going to be coming out as well. So I can get the link to you for that. So my, my uh, co-facilitator and I will be doing a webinar. But that they can go to the site now and get all the information, see what the program looks like. It's a 10 month, you know, so it's a commitment. But, you know, a lot of people, they're like, I've tried for five years to write my book. And have been able to do it so come join us for 10 months and get that built-in structure mm -hmm. and you know we have we do writing so when people say they don't have time to write well we give you that time so it's built into the program so there you go you don't have to feel guilty about blocking out other time to write see that's always a wonderful thing you already <laughs> have built-in time to write yes so you have that. That's wonderful. And then you have your speakers that come in either virtual or in person and you can pick their brains. Yes. Yes. And they're a wealth of knowledge. And, and uh, you know, we have some amazing people <clears throat> that came in for this first one. And I can't wait to, uh, you know, we have some other people that would like to come in. I'd love to have you come in and be I, one I of our master experts. Tell me when and where and I'll be there because. Let's talk about it. Yeah, because if in the world of publishing business and writing, you know, I may not have all the answers because I'm not, you know, been in the business for 30 years, but at the same time, I know where the, all the cons are. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yes, absolutely. You, you are on my list, girlfriend. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> but we are almost out of time. So what is that website that our listeners and our viewers can go to? You bet. So the program is called the uh, Take Flight Legacy Book Writers Mastermind Group, and they can go to takeflightlegacywriters.com. Okay. So takeflightlegacywriters, that's with an S, dot com. And, and they can find be, all the information. Yeah. If you're listening or viewing this on any digital platform, you can find that link in the comment section. Beautiful. Beautiful. Lisa, thank you so much for being on the show today. Oh, thank you for having me. Thank you so much for having me. Uh, it has, it's been a joy. And uh, you guys, I can't wait to hear about the books that you end up birthing. Yes, I want to hear about them too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Come on the show. We want to hear. Write those books. And any way we can help you, we're here. Awesome. And for our readers and our listeners, happy reading. <laughs>